Monday has rolled around again, and it's time for another week of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. It's August 24th, 2020. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's shout-out is for the parent-teacher organizations of the Charlottesville City Schools and their request for donations to the Reopening Fund, Ready to Teach, Ready to Learn. Visit their website for more information and to make a contribution. The state of Virginia has added another 2,770 cases of COVID-19 since Friday, with 664 of them reported this morning. There have been another 35 deaths reported since Friday for a total to date of 2,471 in the Commonwealth. The seven-day average for positive tests declined to 6.4% today, down from 6.6% on Friday. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there have been 52 new cases reported over the weekend, including eight today. There have been two new fatalities in the district over the weekend for a total of 45 to date. The seven-day average for positive tests was at 5.6% on Sunday, continuing a downward trend. The latest report on the model created by the University of Virginia's Biocomplexity Institute said there could be 11,306 new cases in Virginia for the week of September 27th. The report also states that anticipated seasonal changes in the fall could lead to a surge beginning around Labor Day with schools and universities opening. The report notes that both the University of North Carolina and North Carolina State University reopened for in-person instruction on August 10th, but have already shifted to online due to clusters of COVID infection among students. The University of Virginia welcomed its incoming class in a virtual ceremony Sunday night. Dean of Students Alan Groves began the convocation by speaking into a camera rather than directly to a crowd of first-year and transfer students. As you are all too aware, COVID-19 has upended many of our traditions and plans. But this doesn't alter in any way the fact that you are starting what I hope will be one of the most memorable journeys in your life. Now, while it's true this fall that you may not get to play rugby and mad bowl or enter Old Cabell Hall for an a cappella concert packed with your friends, or sway with a hundred other students singing the good old song, or huff and puff your way up humpback rock with 25 of your closest friends, this will still be a memorable time in your life with lots of opportunities to bond with friends and enrich your mind. And we will overcome the current COVID-19 challenge and be right back doing all these things we love so much. President Jim Ryan said this year at UVA will be unlike anything before and that there would be many challenges. In-person classes are not scheduled to begin until September 8th, two weeks after originally planned because of rising caseloads in the Thomas Jefferson Health District reported in early August. Ryan said convocation is not about COVID, but about welcoming students no matter where they are. You belong here. I don't mean by this that you need to be here physically. Ryan's speech contained many references to the need to wait until it is safe to have the full experience at UVA, such as office hours or large gatherings. He also urged students to eventually connect with people who live in this area. Look for a chance to build a bridge to the broader Charlottesville community. This is a wonderful place, but like other small cities, it has its challenges and a complicated history. I encourage you to learn about this history and to engage with this broader community. There are countless ways to do so, including through the amazing programs at Madison House. 
Last week, the city's Human Rights Commission discussed their concerns about UVA's opening. Catherine Lawn is a member of the Human Rights Commission. I would like to ask the university to not have the undergraduate students return in person. So they can't control what the students who don't live in dorms do. Jim Ryan has said he doesn't want to bring the students back if he doesn't think they're going to be able to stay for the whole semester. I mean, the semester's already ending early. A final decision about whether to proceed with in-person classes at UVA will happen by August 28th. Virginia's coastline was hit fairly hard earlier this month by Tropical Storm Isaias, which spawned several tornadoes on the eastern shore and caused flooding throughout much of the Commonwealth. That's part of a continuing trend toward a more turbulent climate. This fall, the Northam administration will release a master plan to deal with rising sea levels, which are experienced now in the form of more frequent sunny day flooding. Part of that will include greater data about where flooding occurs, data coordinated by the Commonwealth Center for Recurrent Flooding Resiliency. Retired Navy Admiral Ann Phillips is Northam's Special Assistant for Coastal Adaptation and Protection. And, and uh, the intent is that it will help localities and communities better understand the context of nuisance flooding, which we are seeing more and more and more of, and which we will see more and more and more of in our future, and then overlay that with sea level rise projections and then also with a Cat 1 or cat, uh, a moderate nor'easter storm. Phillips said nuisance flooding today in some places will lead to permanent inundations, but there can be interventions that would also improve water quality. Earlier this year, the General Assembly passed legislation that strengthens the role the plan will play in Virginia's conservation programs. Phillips made her comments Friday at the annual meeting for Resilient Virginia. Resilient Virginia aims to increase planning for and awareness of adaptation to a changing climate. In meetings today, the Board of Trustees for the Jefferson Madison Regional Library will convene virtually at 3 p.m., and among other things, will discuss the system's COVID-19 response. The Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority meets at 6 p.m., and items include an update on the next generation of public housing in the city. The CRHA is finalizing construction contracts with the firms hired to begin work on the renovation of Crescent Halls, as well as new units that will be built at South First Street. The steering committee for the Seville Plans Together initiative is scheduled to meet virtually at 4 p.m. for another meeting. Jennifer Koch of the firm Roadside and Harwell explains what it's all about. The effort that we're calling Seville Plans Together is uh, an effort that we as a consultant team are working with NDS, with the Planning Commission and others, um, to continue the update to the comprehensive plan that was started in 2017, 2018. Um, that includes a a big focus on housing and housing affordability. So there's a specific housing plan that will be a part of the housing chapter in the comprehensive plan. That meeting begins at 4 p.m. And that brings us to the end of another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletters. Let's give a shout out back again to the parent-teacher organizations of Charlottesville City Schools and their request for donations to the reopening fund, Ready to Teach, Ready to Learn. There's a lot of really good causes out there, and I'm hoping that I can use the beginning of the show to get you to them if you're interested. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program, and we will be back tomorrow for another six or seven minute version of what's happened and what's coming up. And if you have enjoyed this, 
As always, please send it on to a friend and tell others about it so we can grow the audience. Thanks for listening, and let's have a great week, or at least try to.